Thank you for joining us today on the podcast. How holy are you? Well, we're looking at the passage in 1 Peter chapter 1, where Peter talks about God saying, You shall be holy, for I am holy. What does that mean? What is holiness? What is sanctification? Is it something that is completely and totally up to us? God has justified us, made us right with himself, and now it is up to us to make ourselves holy. Is that how it works? Or has something else taken place? Has something else transpired? And is God in his grace doing something within us, doing something through us? Is our holiness in his hands rather than in ours? Well, we closed yesterday talking about how important good works are. Certainly, they are a part of the life of a believer. They're part of the fruit that we bear. But again, what does this mean? Well, let's get back into the message and see if we can find out. It's not the way the scripture describes them or talks about them in all. In fact, when you begin to read about it in scripture, it's completely contrary to it. It's the opposite of what we think. And this this view that we have of a life of good works makes us the doers of it. Makes us, and the focus is on us and not God. Instead of being faithful receivers and recipients of sanctification, our actions, we think, make us holy, and they do not. One of the things we have to understand when we start talking about this whole subject of holiness, and again, we we sing about it. We sang about it a little while ago. The term was used in a few of the songs that, that Kenny uh, you know, sang this morning. We forget that in all of the whole universe, there is really only one true being and source of holiness, and that's God. Period. There is no one else. He is the unique holy one. He is essentially holy. He is everlastingly holy. I mean, it's the exclusive possession of God. Period. I mean, when the angels are before him as Isaiah sees them, they are saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Revelation 15, 4, John hears heavenly beings saying, you alone are holy. There is no one else but you. Holiness is 100% a God thing. All his, exclusively his, no body else's. I mean, we can work ourselves up physically and exercise and get in physical shape, but it is absolutely impossible to for us to sanctify ourselves into holy shape. We can't do it because we are not holy. We don't possess holiness in and of ourselves. Only God does that. But you say, well, wait a minute. When I read the Bible, I come across passages of scripture like, you know, doesn't God call certain times, certain places, certain people in the Bible? Doesn't God call them 
holy? Does he designate them holy? And of course, we know Genesis chapter 2, he says he designated the seventh day as what? Holy. It was a day of rest. The ground that Moses was on in front of the burning bush, God said, take your shoes off for the ground on which you're standing is what? It's holy ground. And Israel was declared by God in Exodus 19. You, Israel, are a holy nation. And the inner room of the tabernacle was, there were the two inner rooms. One is called the holy place. And the next one is designated as the holy of holy. So yes, God has designated. And if God alone is holy, how then can those things be holy too? Because the Lord who is holy chose them to be holy. He decided upon and declared those things to be holy. It came from him. He has shared his holiness with those things. The day, the place, the people, the designated areas, he shared his holiness with them and declared them to be holy. John Kleinick in his commentary on Leviticus said, Israel never possessed his holiness. They received it from him, just as we receive light from the sun. But here's something, and we've talked about this some in the past, it's interesting. Holiness in the mind of a Jewish person wasn't just places and things that God designated to be holy, but it was anchored to particular areas of distance. And distance from one thing, and that was God's presence. Wherever God's presence was, and something in its proximity to wherever the presence of God was, the closer you got to wherever the presence of God was, the more holy thing things became. So it was there was an association of distance and place to God's presence. The closer something or someone was to the direct presence of God, the more holy it was in their understanding. That's why when you go to the inner sanctum of the tabernacle, it is called the Holy of Holies. Why? Because that's where the Ark of the Covenant was and whose presence was there? God's. But then when you step out from behind that curtain, you've come a little distance away from it. Now you're in the Holy Place. It's close, but it's not in there. And then when you step outside of the tent and you're out, now you're in the courtyard of the tabernacle or eventually the courtyard of the temple. And the further away you got, the less holy things became in our in their understanding because they were further away in distance from the presence of God. You even see that in the metals that are used in the temple and the tabernacle. In the holy of holies and in the holy place, gold is what's used. But then when you step outside of there, now everything changes from gold to bronze. It's a lesser metal. And every and the further away you get, again, lesser things are used because you're not, they're not quite in the same proximity as God and his 
presence all the way out to the burnt offerings and the, the altar and so forth. So basically, the nearer to God something was, the holier it was. Whether it was a person, whether it was a piece of fabric, whether it was a metal, whether it was wood, whether it was bread, whether it was oils, that he, everything was all determined upon its proximity to the presence of God. For everything was determined to be holy in relationship to its proximity to the presence of God. Now you think about that. If we are in Christ, and Christ is in us, and we are one with him, think about the implications of holiness when it comes to you and I. Well, we'll continue to talk more about this tomorrow, Lord willing. Hope you have a great day. And again, thank you for joining us. And we will see you, Lord willing, again tomorrow.